welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devatara called Pasha's Boy, the exact orchestra. Shalom. As we all know, we're in the midst of the Parsha that discusses the last three of the ten plagues, the ten Makois, and Bnei Israel are getting ready to leave Mitzrayim, Egypt. There are a couple of questions, if you look in the past Parshas, that I think should be raised, and perhaps Mirat Hashem will find one idea, a fundamental concept, that will alleviate all these questions. First of all, what's so unique about the month of Nisan, and smack in the middle of the month of Nisan, that that was the time period that Bnei Israel left Mitzrayim? Obviously, it was orchestrated by Akadish Bohu, and what is the significance of that? Question number two We know one of the Makois was Barad, hailing. Bachazal teaches us there was a, that there was a miracle within a miracle. What was the miracle within the miracle? Aside from the fact that it was a big miracle that it hailed, but there was another miracle that within that hail, within the ice, there was fire. Why was that so important and significant? Surely there must have been a reason. Question number three. Another Makkah was Aroiv. Aroiv was the Makkah of different animals coming together into the Egyptians' homes, like lions, bears, tigers, etc. So the question is, why was that Makkah called Aroiv? Aroiv comes in Lashon HaKodesh, from the word mixture, irbuv, meubav. Why is that the name of the of the plague? There should there could have been many, maybe even more appropriate names for that plague, like animals or danger, danger dangerous animals or mishlachas, like a bunch of them together. Why why is the point that's being brought out by the name of the plague is the fact that they were mixed? To answer these questions and more. I would like to share with you a concept that's brought down by the Ramchal, which I think I mentioned in the past. The Ramchal in his book, Dat Tfunot, and also it's brought down in others for him, that one of the main reasons why Hashem created the world is that it will be evident of Yichud Hashem. Yichud Hashem means that there's only one force in the world, only a Kaddish Bohu. He goes on over there, the Ramchal, to explain in depth how that it might seem to us that there is a good force and an evil force, and Hashem does that on purpose. As we called it in the past, it's one big optical illusion. That's what it seems like to us. But in the world to come, after 6,000 years, we'll see that really, even the bad was actually good. And that is the best way for HaKadosh Buhu to show us that there's only one force. Because when something seems to be bad, and even that itself is actually a good force, it's the only force out there, which is HaKadosh Bohu, everything is HaKadosh Bohu, that is the best way of of showing us and revealing to us this idea that there's only one force, and that's HaKadosh Bohu. Now, if we take this idea, and we look carefully at what happened in Egypt and the Ten Plagues, we'll see that this is exactly the idea HaKadosh Buhu is portraying to us. Which is exactly the opposite of what the Egyptians represented. They represented that nature is its own system, running on its own. Which, by the way, also shows the perfection of HaKadosh Buhu. Because HaKadosh Buhu was able to create things that they were 
so amazing that they looked like they were working on a standalone in a standalone fashion. But really, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is always running the show, as we say every day. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is restarting and rekindling all the time the seven days of creation. Now, once we've explained this concept, we can use it to answer everything. First of all, why we asked why was it so important that the hail, the plague of the hail, the barad, had to have fire inside? Because Hakadosh Baruch Hu is showing us this idea. The Egyptians might have represented that there's no keshel to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. No one's running the show. It's only the forces of nature. There's good force, evil nature. There's the force of water, of fire, and and which seem to be opposing forces. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu is showing us no, there isn't opposing forces. It might look to you like it's opposing forces but it's only only one force it's only HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's why the fire and water made peace suddenly because that's what Hashem decided same thing with the Aroiv the Aroiv we said was de- different dangerous animals that would never go together that's not nature for them to go together but a, a one time thing Hashem did in history that on purpose to show us and to teach us I'm running the show. It's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And there's no other forces, despite the fact that sometimes we feel there are. It's not true. It's all one big optical illusion. It's room for us to have freedom of choice. And that's what the world is based on. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, yes, I want to call this plague Aroiv. It's a mixture. It seems like there's opposing forces over here. And that's why it was, an, it was so important to be called that way. We can go on to our first question. We asked, why was it so important that Bnei Israel leave in the month of Nisan and punct in the middle of Nisan? And that's why we celebrate Pesach in the middle of Nisan. And the answer is because the Egyptians, as Chazal teach us, their mazal was mazal taleh. And uh, and that mazal, I think it's uh, a lamb. And that taleh, his koyach, Chazal teach us, in Mazalot is in Nisan. Aside from that, we also know that the the the, the strength of the mazal of each person's mazal is smack in the middle of the month. And Dafka then who wanted to show us that despite the fact like it seems there's its own force based on the stars and and mazalot that that everything should go the way of the Egyptians because this is the mazal that's representing them. Still, punct on that time, Hakadosh Baruch Hu planned to show everyone that it, there's there's only one force involved, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu took us out right at that time. We can add to this even more that the whole idea is we had we shechted, we slaughtered for Korban Pesach exactly what was representing their God. They had an ililim, and we took that lamb and we and in front of them we shechted it, which. To show there's no other force. You think there's a force, the Egyptians have a God, and these people have a God. There isn't such a thing. There's only one force, and that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is also exactly why HaKadosh Baruch Hu orchestrated the whole show that everything will be in Egypt. Because at that time, Egypt was a powerhouse in witchcraft, and it seems like they were they were connected to all the different powers out there. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Dafka over there, wanted to show everyone there's only one power. Only one power, and that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Perhaps we can use this concept also to end and explain why Moshe Rabbeinu was called Moshe. We know Moshe Rabbeinu had many names, but the name that the Torah HaKadosh Baruch used to present Moshe in the Torah is Moshe. Why? Who called him that name? The daughter of Paro. Why? Because it says, Ki min which means, for I drew him from the water. Why is that so intrinsic? Why did that 
out of everything, why is that his name that the Torah is referencing him with? There are many answers to that question, but based on what we said, it seems very fitting. Why? There's two aspects of of her, the daughter of Paro, out of everyone, taking him out of the Nile. First of all, she took him out of the Nile. The daughter of the person that tried to kill him because he was going to be the leader of Am Yisrael. Nature-wise, that makes no sense. How did that happen? Not only that, he grew up in the same palace as the person that tried to get rid of him and kill him, which is Paro. And that is all in the word Kimina Ma'imishitiu. That's in his, his name. That it, and it screams out this idea that we're discussing, that HaKadosh Baruch runs the show. And the daughter of Paro took him out to save him from the Nile. And another aspect that shows us the same concept is that where did she take him? She drew him out. From where? The Nile. The Nile was the god of the, of the Egyptians as well. And you see this idea from the same place that seems to be an opposing force to Am Yisrael, the force for the Egyptians, their gods. From there came the person that Moshe Rabbeinu, that, that saved Am Yisrael. I'd just like to end with a little story, uh, mashal. It's a very famous mashal, but it's very fitting over here. That we look around and it seems like there's different forces, but it's totally an optical illusion. Where is an amazing mashal for this idea? A person comes, looks through a little hole in a certain room, and sees this person dressed in white, and is literally cutting up someone, someone's stomach, and he's like, what, what is he doing? This is a horrible thing. It's such an act. It seems like such an act of cruelty, a force of bad, evil. But then, when they let him in the room, he sees that he actually was a a surgeon that saved this person's life. And his act, although from one perspective, seems to be bad, it's really all good. And it's coming to do only good for the patient and save him. That this will be our outlook on life, and we'll realize, and come to this realization and act accordingly, that en oid milvadoi, it's all a kadosh and everything is for our best, and hence we should never get upset and always be content and thank a kadosh for giving us the chance to get close to him and come into this realization of yichud Hashem that there's only Hashem ve'en oid milvadoi. Good job. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman, please share with your friends and family. PrismaofTorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divrei Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, PrismaofTorah.com This podcast was produced for free by Eddie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Le Bastiano, Yaakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai Toyev, Yisrael Isaac, Ben Moshe.